0: Hey, hey, hey. What's up, everybody? This is Matt, and I'm your host for No Business Plan Needed. This is an awesome podcast that's going to talk about so many different things and related to how old school business is changing into the new world and how things are going to change within modern day businesses. So I'm super excited to be doing this podcast. This is actually the first one that I've done. And, uh, you know, I said, fuck it. It's 2021. We had a hell of a 2020. You know, let's do something different. Let's see if we can, you know, start something great, educate people about how things are changing, what the world's gonna look like, and get some input from from different people that are gonna come onto this podcast and talk about their experiences, their knowledge, things like that. So I hope you guys enjoy. Definitely give me some feedback, you know, how it goes, what you guys would like to hear, and things like that. So Today, we're just going to talk briefly about how COVID is going to affect businesses, um, how things are going to look after COVID, after everything's kind of settled down, the vaccine is is more readily available for everybody, um, and life can go back to normal, as everyone like to call it. I don't think anything's going to go back to normal. I think life is going to be drastically different for the better or the worse. We don't know yet, but we're going to kind of touch on those today. As well as, you know, what are the new ways that people are making money in today's society? What are those new groundbreaking inventions, services, and definitely the gig economy? How is that affecting people and making them and allowing them to survive in this unprecedented time? As well as, you know, what is college going to look like? I'm a recent college boy. I wouldn't say that I had the best time, but I wouldn't say I had the worst. So we're going to look into how universities and institutions are going to have to adapt and evolve in this inclement weather, we would call it. And then just the basic, what is corporate America going to look like? How is that nine to five work-life balance going to be affected? How is it going to change? How are people going to have to change their lifestyles in order to survive in this day and age. So I'm, I'm going to hit it off here with uh, an article that Mark Cuban kind of did with um, what is that, CNBC. Yep. This was in uh, December the 3rd, actually. And um, they interviewed Cuban and asked him about the future of America post-pandemic. Um, he calls it America 2.0. It's going to look a lot different. And I agree with Cuban there. I think that, that there's nothing is going to be the same with our country when all of this blows over. Even when the virus is contained um, and people can go back to their normal life, um, such as going to baseball games, concerts, going to bars, nightclubs, when everything like that opens back up, I still think there's going to be, Changes and there's going to be something different about this country, you know. It and we don't know what it's going to look like yet because we're still, you know, we're still pretty deep into it. Um, and I'm not a scientist, so I won't talk about that shit. We're just going to talk about business and, and how it's related to that. You know, I, I think that we're going to jump over to that nine to five, that corporate America, while we're talking about that America 2.0. I think that businesses are realizing that. In-office work is not needed. Having these large offices with tons of overhead for these corporate companies, even your mid-level companies that have, you know, thirty offices around the country, you got a hundred people in offices. I don't think that's going to be needed. Um, I think the upper-level management is taking notice and realizing that that overhead can be cut extremely quick. You know, we have the technology, we have the ability to let people work from home. And I think more and more companies are going to, you're going to stay with that trend. I don't think companies, when this is over, are going to go back to letting people in the office. Now, you're going to have an office, I I think they're going to downsize. They're going to go to a smaller office in more of a hybrid setting where you're allowed to go in um, on certain days, but for the majority of your work, it's going to be from home. I think this is maybe just for meetings. You know, If you have to meet with a team, um, go over documents in person. That, that's a little bit more detail-oriented or that you can't do over like a team or a Zoom. Um, but it's going to be a lot smaller. You're not going to be able to hold full-time employees five days a week in these offices. These are going to be smaller offices that allow for people to come and go um, and do what they need to do with that. Um, you know, that's definitely a big thing is you're not going to have that those massive buildings, you're not going to have crazy headquarters, um, for some of these institutions and some of these businesses. I think that's, that's critical because then you're looking at the real estate and how, how that market is going to be affected when these big office buildings are not going to be rented out. Um, you know, that's another sector that people are going to have to adapt to and see, you know, what's the changing world with with real estate, you know, I'm not talking about houses and apartments um, where people live. I'm I'm talking the big structures where people go to work um, because those were designed for companies to house their employees. What's going to happen with all that equipment? You're still going to have your servers, but what's going to happen with all of the the monitors, um, all the technology that's sitting in these offices unused? That's another sector we're going to talk about as well. So I think, you know, with with terms to, to how businesses are going to be affected by COVID um, in the coming months, years even, um, it's definitely something we're going to dig into um, and we're going to get into more in like the, the second or third episode. Um, and we're really going to point out what's going to happen and what's going on. I want to move into, you know, New ways that people are making money. And this is crazy because as a younger person, we know that there's not one way to just make money. You don't have to go through a company, work for a boss, punch a clock, and go home on the weekend. There's so many outlets in today's generation that kids can make money on their own time with creativeness, with entrepreneurship in mind. Um, and that all comes to to the gig economy and freelance. Now, those are, are two important words because we're talking about jobs that have potentially gotten people through these difficult times, when corporations couldn't save them, when they were just a number, an aspect into Their bottom line, CEOs didn't want to take cuts. People got laid off, and they still needed to make money because we all know that ain't nobody surviving on $1,800. Nobody. Even the unemployment. Some people haven't even got that. We're not going to talk about government-related things because that's not our purpose here. We're going to talk about how people hunkered down, got creative, and started making money on new terms. And that's why this podcast is called No business plan needed because these jobs and these type of industries are not traditional. They are so new and evolving and almost astounding on what people are doing with them. So like everyone knows of Uber, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Lyft, right? You have all of these outlets that you can sign up, get going. And you get to choose when you want to work. And you almost get the ability to choose how much you will make based on the jobs you take. But then there's all other things too that that are newer and have kind of flourished in this environment. And that's things like Instacart. You know, people grocery shop. Everyone grocery shops for themselves. But then there's the people who are scared to go out. So now you have the ability to go out Grocery shop and deliver these groceries, and make money. Do it at your own time. Choose the jobs that you wanted to do. You know, there's so many other. You have car rentals where you can actually just rent your car out for whenever you want. Um, you get to choose the fee. You get to choose who drives it. <laughs> Um, I don't think you guys, I don't think you can choose who drives it, but I know you get to choose the, the fee, the daily fee, um, the insurance policy and, uh, and things like that. Um, you know, gig economies and these new ways, uh, people make money. They're not just limited to those who have lost jobs. Um, people have kind of taken these opportunities as the ability to, to climb the ranks, um, put more money in their pockets, increase their savings. Start investing because um, you can do these outside of the normal realm of business. These are not nine-to-five jobs. You can you could do these 3 a.m. or 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, it, it's awesome when you're able to make this money on the side um, and, and help the average American kind of get by. Now, those that, that aren't taking advantage of these opportunities – they're the ones that that are not going to get ahead. You have to to take the initiative to to take the step, take the initiative, get out there, um, work long hours. You know it may suck, but you're going to be able to to set yourself up for a better future um, and a better opportunity to to get out of let's say poverty um, to climb up from the lower class to the middle. I mean the opportunities with these are endless. Um, you know we're also seeing a huge change in how people are investing. We're not using large brokerage firms anymore um, that require minimum payments, you know, having a minimum amount of money in your brokerage account in your portfolio. Now we have apps like Stash, Robinhood. You know, these are all investment tools that Average Americans who have little to no knowledge in investing are able to, to penetrate that market and learn about what, what do the rich do to get richer. Um, you, know, you do have to do your research, but these are platforms that are really good at explaining how it works, what to do, not where to put your money, but what to do, what to look for, what trends are there. Now it's also awesome, also awesome that these platforms allow individuals to buy partial shares. Now they are third party, I meaning they're just a the middleman. Uh, they send off their their buys and their sells to other brokerage, but it it allows you to buy share portions of shares. So if you don't have the full amount for a company that you would like to buy then you're able to buy a fraction of that um, and get started. You know, you don't, it doesn't take much to get into these, um, these industries and these different platforms to make money. Now, this is what really draws this segment in is talking about that new way to make money related to how corporate America is changing. Um, you know, you're not going to be in the office from nine to five, with a two-hour commute, sitting in traffic, you're able to run these gig economy jobs or freelance work wherever you know. Most of them, you you need internet connection. Um, you know, if you're doing an actual service such as Ubering or delivering food, then yes, you you know you'll have to be at a location um, doing a job. Um, primarily, probably around your house, um, you know, where you live and things like that. Um, but then there's, you know, there's also drop shipping. Um, you know, you have these Shopify stores, um, that are blowing up. Um, people are using these and, and making a living. Um, and they're, they're educating people about how to do it. So I don't want to get too deep into that as well today. You know, we'll talk about that on, on future episodes. Um, I didn't want to talk about college a little bit. I feel like that's a, a huge topic for the younger generation. You know, Is this something needed? Do you need that education, that higher education to enter the workforce? Yes and no. You know, you have your fields and your professions that require that Degree that certification, but then there's a lot that don't. You know, I am come up through the the financial sector, um, and I've worked through audit companies, construction companies, payroll companies, um, bookkeeping companies, accounting industry. Um, but you realize that you know accounting, you need your degree to be able to take the CPA exam. Um, with that 150 credit hours. So that has to come from an institution. But then they don't tell you that in the financial sector, if you want to become a financial advisor, a CFP, that's a certified personal planner, um, allowing you to talk about finances with clients, you don't need a college education. You don't. All you need is a it's a sponsor. You need one sponsor that's a company who's able to, to sponsor you to take the the test. There's no education requirements to to be eligible for these tests. Um, but, you know, institutions don't want to bring that up. Um, they don't want to tell you that <laughs> when you're getting a finance degree. They're not going to tell you you don't need that finance degree to work in, in the industry. Why would they do that? They're going to lose so much money. You know, when we're talking about them losing so much money, when students are not at campus and they're not living in dorm rooms and they're not eating in dining halls and they're not, they're not occupying the economy with their surrounding area within their institution, within their university. You know, I went to a smaller school in Maryland where the only thing to do was bars and clubs right off campus. Now those businesses are, are, are dying. You talk twenty thousand students. A third of that population goes out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. These companies—they're making a living. Um, they're able to stay open. They're able to hire employees. They're able to put food on their table and send their kids to school or trade or whatever they want to do. But now, it's death. It's death for them. Um, you know, especially when when they were designed and operated to be a so-called student establishment where kids go, uh, you know, not as frequently occupied by just your average resident in the area, because they know that the reputation is, you know, this is a student place. This is where kids go. Um, we really don't want to hang out in these places. But when colleges don't have kids on campuses, it just doesn't hurt you know, them. It hurts surrounding businesses. It hurts everybody. Delivery drivers, liquor stores, gas stations, grocery stores. Um, you know, there's towns built around big universities. So that, that's something that really needs to be looked at in an aspect of if this is the new wave where we have these online learning, um, you know, if this vaccine doesn't truly work, which we don't know it does. How are kids going to continue to learn? Are colleges going to be as full? Are you going to have as many people applying? That's some deep questions, um, and we'll definitely dig deeper into that as well. Um, I'd like to bring a guest on with that episode. So with that being said, you know, there's a lot of things that, that are going to change and evolve and move. And uh, I look forward to, to breaking those down and figuring out, you know, What's gonna happen? So thanks for listening to No Business Plan Needed. Again, I'm Matt, and I look forward to this journey that we're about to take. Thank you.